Petrangelo and Eichel play catch out high. Right wing shot, save, rebound, score! Stevenson, power play goals in consecutive games. Because one hour isn't enough, we welcome you back for hour number two of the Vegas Golden Knights Insider Show. Pass goes to Marcia Sill, behind and for Eichel. The left sidewall, up top Petrangelo, to the right, Theodore shoots, he scores! 41 seconds to go. Theodore scores his second of the period. From the Finley Chevrolet Fox Sports Las Vegas studios and live at LBSportsNetwork.com with your hosts, Darren Millard and Ryan Wallace. Thanks to Dave Gosher and William Carlson for stopping by in hour number one. If you missed those conversations, uh, the podcast will be available as soon as we're done here. But one thing I clued into my uh, little brain over here. Darren Millard, along with Ron Wallace and Chris Chapman in the Fox Sports Las Vegas studio. I, I never introduced Dave Gosher as what he does. No. I just said it was Dave Gosher. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I never said play-by-play voice of the Vegas Golden Knights, television voice of the Vegas Golden Knights. Not once did that ever come up. That's a sign that you've made it in the town. Sure. When you can just go on and your name is the description of who you are. In fairness, uh, Chapman, did that... Was that in your stinger? Yes, for, for Dave. Yes, was it? it was. Yes. What was the uh, What was the opening? Um, it, it's he's gonna play it. I for can us. play it again. Yeah. Play it again. Right. He plays in a band. He loves Journey, and he's also the TV voice oh, of the okay. Golden Knights. We got Let's catch up with Dave Gosher. All right, so we we got it in, but I, I never said it. I, I, there is yeah. like guest that comes on here, mm-hmm. but I don't say what they are. William Carlson, I actually said for the Golden Knights. Yeah, Gosher. He stands alone. Yeah. He's independent. He's a man unto himself. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's some uh, VGK news to talk about. A signing that took place today. And the Golden Knights and the Henderson Silver Knights are uh, pleased to uh, welcome Patrick Hay to a uh, the fold with a two-year AHL contract with the Henderson Silver Knights. Uh, he's a draft pick. He's a 20-year-old guy. And he scored 55 goals. <laughs> Charlottetown. Yeah. Of the QMJHL last year. This guy, all he does mm-hmm. is score. Smaller player. Mm-hmm. I love this player. So I, I got a chance, obviously, during development camp to get my eyes on Patrick Gay during that that week. And it was awesome because uh, the kind of player that he is, there's a little bit of a bite to his game. Obviously, you mentioned he's a, he's a bit of an undersized player, but you want to see that compete. You want to see that bite, especially in the corners, especially in front of the net. And he's got that. Um but there's there's no there's no stop in this kid. Like I I, be, I firmly believe that if you've got the skill set and it can translate, he's going to work his butt off to get himself to where he wants to be. He's got a lot of Jonathan Marchessault in him. Went through the draft, was not taken, and mm-hmm. then this year, 2022, fifth round choice of the Vegas Golden Knights. Uh, they saw something as he exploded onto the scene and took over in that QMJHL. We're talking. Huge numbers. Mm-hmm. You don't score fifty plus goals yeah. anymore. Yeah, very rarely. And this guy just finishes. And it's not just throwing the puck at the net. Mm-hmm. It's the skill level. I was watching uh, some YouTube videos earlier uh, just to get my head around it uh, because he played for Charlottetown, which is where I spend my summer in the PEI. So mm-hmm. I'm a little bit more familiar with him. But I was watching some of his goals. Man, oh man, he's got sick. Sick hands. Mm-hmm. Yeah, one hundred percent. I love the player. I'm I'm really looking forward to getting uh, 
you know, more sample size of, of watching him play over the course of the next couple of days for sure. Um, you know, and, and to me, it, it's going to be one of those stories about a kid that's got the skill. He's going to have to work. It's going to, it's going to be about whether or not he can continue to grind. And if he does, I think there's going to be a spot for him somewhere. 20-year-old uh, turns 21 in January, I believe, or, yeah, uh, in around second half of the season. And uh, this is going to be an opportunity for him to uh, really show his stuff at the uh, rookie tournament mm-hmm. that's going to take place yeah. in San Jose starting on Friday. We won't have a show on Friday because the uh, Vegas Golden Knights will take on Arizona on Fox Sports Las Vegas. Then they're in action on Saturday and then again on Monday. Both of those games are in the afternoon uh, on Fox Sports uh, Las Vegas. So you can catch all the action with Brian McCormick as the Vegas Golden Knights uh, future uh, opens up training camp and then it's main camp uh, at some point uh, next week, uh, Tuesday, Wednesday. Yeah, I, Medicals and then they get on the ace. It's, it's the most wonderful time of the year. You like, it, you like training camp, don't yeah, you? Yeah, I, I love training camp. I, I just love the the optimism of a brand new hockey season. I, I cannot wait to get to the rink. I cannot wait to see everyone back out on the ice because that means we've got games. And when we have games, that's just more fun for you and I when it comes to this show. Uh, we've had a great uh, time so far today with Wild Bill and Dave Gosher. Uh, now we're going to get a little bit into uh, the hockey talk. Uh, any particular slant that you want to take with this? No. You're shaking. Nobody can see you when you shake your head like I that. I just, I figured you would take the cue. No, and I go. just, I just, <laughs> I just wanted to make sure that we were, uh, we were wide open with, uh, with how we were going to handle this. But uh, we've got uh, a few different new segments that we're going to offer up uh, throughout the course of of this winter. Thursdays are going to be our top five, mm-hmm. and tomorrow is going to be the top five goal scorers expected this season. Yep. Today is the Connor Bedard sweepstakes. Yep. And that can be called a couple of different things. <laughs> uh, a winner or the teams that are going to be at the bottom of the standings, uh, the bottom of the barrel. Mm-hmm. I don't know whether this thing's as as much of a two-horse race as you believe, though. No, I, I don't I don't know that it's a two-horse race. And to be to be fair... Who are the horses? Well, I mean, I think the most obvious ones are Arizona and Chicago, right? Mm-hmm. Like, I think we all agree, and maybe you don't. Maybe you disagree here. Uh, I don't think either one of those teams are going to be competitive on a nightly basis. It's not even going to. It's not even going to be close. Well, I talked about Arizona. They yeah. they play what twenty yeah. twenty of their first twenty four on the road. Like something crazy. that circumstance is going to make them bad. Yeah. Their roster is going to make them worse. Chicago actively tried to get bad, which is fine. Like I'm, 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 I'm an advocate for that, right? Like if you don't believe that you've got a contender, it's time to strip it down. It's time to rebuild, retool, and try to get good at a certain time in the future. Like I'm, I don't have any issue with what Chicago did. Um, but I, I mean, I Chicago think Chicago got rid of their broadcaster for gosh sakes. Well, that's ridiculous. Yeah. Um, but you know, in fairness, like I'm looking at it and I'm saying, okay, those are two teams I expect to be bad. I don't really expect much out of Montreal. Like, frankly, I just, I just don't. I don't think they're going to be very good. Uh, Buffalo is a team that should be better, but I don't feel like they're ever really out of this. You know what I mean? Like, as much as I believe the Buffalo Sabers can get better, I still don't buy into it because it never works out for them. Well, they have ever. a forty-one-year-old goalie on one side and a guy that's never been a number one on sure. the other side. Then you've got Seattle. 
you've got San Jose, and that kind of gives, you know, you start to look at it and think about it, and you say, okay, well, if there's two teams from the Pacific Division, how much better can the Pacific Division really be this year? Mm. Well, it's top-heavy. I would argue that top five teams in the Pacific Division are very, very good, and then the rest of it's going to be not great. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I think that there's six or seven teams legitimately that I look at. Uh, they that's without anybody having a terribly off year. Yeah, exactly. Like that, that we think might be okay. Yeah, exactly. So like those are kind of the teams that I'm eyeing as, okay, at some point, you're going to have Arizona, you're going to have Chicago, you're going to have Montreal or or San Jose at at, a, at various stages saying, what are we doing here? Mm-hmm. We Two are, teams that you didn't mention, though. Who's that? Detroit okay. and Ottawa that have been in this conversation for the last number of years. I think it's significant that they were not brought up. A compliment and a credit to where their programs are. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so... That's interesting that you bring that up because I don't believe Detroit and Ottawa should be in the running for this. I don't. I believe those two teams should be taking steps forward. Whether or not that means they're 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 pushing for the playoffs or they're just in that next tier beyond the teams truly or the league's truly truly bad teams, that's what I see for Ottawa, that's what I see for Detroit. I don't expect them to be among the bottom feeders in the league. I see the Flash that the auto senators put forward. Yeah, and they made, tried. Made some made some signings, acquisitions uh, along the way. Mm-hmm. Detroit did a couple as well, but not nearly as uh, splashy as the Ottawa Senators. So with Detroit, what I what I feel like. Perron was great. Yeah, I, I love that addition because it, it's not just what he brings on the ice, but it's in the room. It's it's his compete level on a nightly basis. Like there are going to be people in that locker room that are going to learn the intensity you have to have to win. Yeah, that's important. But you know, I, I think if you're if you're looking at it objectively with the Detroit Red Wings, you're expecting steps forward from some of their young players. You, as good as Lucas Raymond was. You're expecting him to get better. As good as Moritz Sider was, and he was great, you're expecting him to get better. And, you know, I, I think that everyone has that expectation going into the year that all of your young players are going to get better. Everyone's going to take a step. And if it does work out for Detroit, I think that they're going to be that team that's in that next level. Who are the uh, the worst teams in each division? Ooh, okay. Arizona is the worst team in the Central Division. Okay. Going to give me that, right? Yep. Okay. I go back and forth between Seattle and San Jose. Um, I think it's it's San Jose's in a rebuild. Yeah. You, you, you don't trade Brent Burns and ask everybody, other veteran on the team, if they are interested in going anywhere else without doing a rebuild. And part of that is cap management. Yeah. Uh, but certainly with the new general manager and the new coach, there's a uh, a bottoming out process that's taking place here. Okay, so I got Arizona. I'll take San Jose. I, I'm with you there. I, I think they're going to be very bad. Um, <laughs> and part of that is one team is trying to be. Yeah. Like, with with their process. Sure. Yeah. And the other team in Seattle is hoping to be more competitive. I, I would expect an uptick in Seattle. I, I, I don't expect that at all with San Jose. Um, going to the Metropolitan. This is an interesting one because 
I don't want to say the New Jersey Devils, but part of me feels like that's possible. And then I look at the Philadelphia Flyers. Like you have the commentary, and and I loved what John Tortorella said. But if there's if there's that much concern about the room and what that process has looked like for Philadelphia, I just I don't know that they're going to be much better than they've been. It, it might take a minute for John Tortorella to kind of get that team to where he wants it to be. So I don't know that I see like a true clear cut worst team in the Metropolitan Division, but if I had to choose between two, it would be the you like Jersey. Columbus. I like them more than the Devils, and I like them more than Philadelphia. Johnny Gaudreau being there, Patrick Line excited to play, potentially with Gaudreau and the numbers that they could put up. Um I there it is. I believe that Columbus will be better than New Jersey and, and Philadelphia. Islanders were the worst team last year. I don't see that happening again. Uh, that Metropolitan Division has the best of the worst teams in each division. They, they do. Yeah. Yes, 100%. Like, I'm looking at it, right? And I, I can't say with absolute certainty that it's going to be this team. Like, Arizona, 100% going to be the worst team in the Central. San Jose, Seattle, like it's kind of a a toss up, but I know that those two are going to be leaps and bounds behind everybody else. Metropolitan, like you could you could talk me into any of the three teams we just talked about here. Who can't afford to be the worst team in that metropolitan division? (sighs) Um, I feel like there's pressure on New Jersey to to be better. I would say the New York Islanders cannot be as bad as they were last year. So, uh, conceivably, it would be those two teams to make. Can Columbus, after making the splash, um, no, probably not. Like mm-hmm. I think, I think if if there were a team that would be hurt by it the least, it would probably be Philadelphia. Uh, what about the Atlantic? Who's the worst team in the Atlantic? <laughs> I. I I know what gotta say. Be. I gotta say it's Montreal. I gotta say it's Montreal. But you could talk me into Montreal and Detroit. I don't think that the Ottawa Senators are the worst team in that division. Montreal, Detroit, Ottawa, Buffalo. You got some teams that have gone through it's- a journey here. Not great. And not everybody's going to make the right turn mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and gain momentum this season. Who do you believe in most? Like of those four, who do you who do you believe will actually take a step? I don't know whether I be- buy into any of them. Really? No. Nope. That that I would I, sign I, my name to? I I don't know that I disagree with you. I like I I know yesterday I was high on Ottawa. Right, like I, I was, I was like, why not Ottawa? Why can't they make the playoffs? Well, because they're the Ottawa Senators. Like I get that. Like Ottawa doesn't get off to a great start. Debrink is traded. He's not signing long term. He's traded, and the whole thing falls apart again. Sure, it's fair. Uh, Montreal, Marty St. Louis did a good job last year. Does it all come together again? Uh, Carey Price is out. Yeah. Uh, you've got some questions of goal. They're going to uh, sign an extension to JL. pressure for Nick Suzuki as the captain there. Detroit has a couple of great young players. Does that? Growth continue year after year. New coach, but uh, I don't know whether they take a big step there mm-hmm. or whether they stick around. And then Buffalo, Buffalo has just has to. Buffalo should have been better three years ago. Should we default to Buffalo? Buffalo should have been four years ago. Yeah. Well, I mean, the Buffalo Sabers 
should have been much further along than they are right now. And like yeah. I, I I feel like with Buffalo, we do this every single summer or, or every every fall going into the season. We're like, oh, we look at some of the things that the Buffalo Sabres did. That makes a lot of sense. It, it should work out. They should be better. And every single thing that the Sabres ever do never works out. Mm-hmm. Just doesn't. Why I can't should, believe why? they didn't fix their goalies. Well, I mean, that's fair. But they, they really like the leadership. I, I, Craig is great. All right. Craig is awesome, Craig Anderson. And and if you're if you're not if you're expecting to be better, but you know playoffs are not on the table for you, I don't know that that's the worst thing in the world. And Eric Comrie, I I love his story and his work ethic and how he's just poured himself. He's a goalie, mm-hmm. uh, and, but he's also coming from a place where he he wasn't pushing to be the number one guy there. Yeah, in, in Winnipeg behind Connor Hellebuck, he had a good year. Yeah. But he wasn't pushing. Now asking him to be the number one guy, mm-hmm. that's a big ask. Like when Laurent Brassois was signed with Vegas, he wasn't signed to be the number one guy and play yeah. 55 games. He was to compliment Robin Leonard. Mm-hmm. Uh, Eric Comrie is going into the season as the guy. Now, Tuck and Skinner and there's 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 players on, on Buffalo that have – a track record and mm-hmm. can score as mm-hmm. uh, Krebs uh, take another step. Uh, their blue line has some some pieces. They, I, their coach is one of the coolest guys going when it comes to motivating. Yeah, but I just I got to see it. But th- those four teams, yeah, yeah, that's a pick'em for me. Who's going to finish the bottom there? It should be Montreal. Yeah, or sorry, uh, yeah, it should be Montreal. Sure. See, I can't even decide when I'm saying this. <laughs> It should be Montreal. Like I, I think we we pretty but they well made know. some changes. They they made some additions. They have, but you know, like you're you're banking on They're not planning on being the worst. No, but you're planning on like Kirby Doc coming in and being mm-hmm. what you've expected Kirby Doc to be and to this point in his career. He hasn't been that. Number one overall pick. I can it be an impact player. And, and in like in fairness. Caulfield, is he given, the, the player in the second half or the first half? Given what San Louis was able to do. With Caulfield in the second half of the season, you can kind of debate whether or not that was a Marty St. Louis thing or if it was a Cole Caulfield figuring it out thing or if it's somewhere in the middle. But, like, maybe Marty St. Louis unlocks Kirby Doc. Maybe you get that potential. But even still, I, I just I feel like without Carey Price, they're just I, – I, I don't think they have enough goaltending. I don't think that they that they have the, the, the skills on the blue line either. Who do you think the worst team in that division is? We'll go to our tiebreaker in Chapman. Montreal. Hmm. I don't even think it's close. So matter of fact. Yeah. Very. Like, and then he doubles down by saying it's not, it's even, not close. even close. Yeah, they're they're really, really bad. Because they tried to get better. They did, but <laughs> it's a process. It, it, it takes time. I mean, some I that's why I think sometimes fans here like they they're impatient, but you have to understand. It takes time to get good. This team was good right away. That's great. But in Montreal's case, they they've got a lot of young guys. If they're guys. bad, if they're bad, then that's a good thing for the franchise. I think if so. they're in yeah. contention for Connor Bedard, yeah, that's not a bad thing. That's that's. I mean, it was a similar situation with New Jersey. I mean, they were bad for for so many years, and then they had top three picks and were able to See, hopefully like, put it all together and, and, and draft some good players. It hasn't all come together yet, but. 
Hopefully, the, the same with Detroit. The Canadians are really interesting to me because, like, you just you look at their roster construction. They are really super young up front. Their forwards young should be exciting. Yeah. Should be a team that tries some things offensively. Then you look at their blue line; it's old, and and you know you're you're going to kind of have that dichotomy of you want your experience playing defense. You want your experience guys trying to to take care of your own end. But you know, I I like Jake Allen a lot. I don't know that there's going to be enough defensively in front of him to keep pucks out of the net. I just don't think that that's going to be a thing that the Canadians could do. They're going to sign him to an extension. That's great for him, mm-hmm. truly. And and I think the Montreal Canadiens are going to lose a lot of 6-5 games. I think they're going to score goals, mm-hmm. but they're going to lose a lot of high-scoring games. Uh, we'll get into the best team in each division as we go along in the VGK Insider Show. We're not just going to uh, cherry-pick and make fun of those at the bottom of the Come standings. On, I would never do that. Yeah, well, I'm not saying you would. I'm more <laughs> giving myself a reminder yeah. not to make fun of all the, the bottom feeders because it is an up and down in the, the cycle of, of being bad to get good mm-hmm. in the National Hockey League. It also makes a big difference as to when you're bad to get good. Mm-hmm. Like this season... Is the perfect time to be bad. Right. If Arizona can win the lottery, get Connor Bedard, and then somehow with the speculation of Austin Matthews being up in two years and go mm-hmm. home to Arizona and, mm-hmm. and they get their new rank, like it can it can turn around and and all of a sudden you're you're competitive again. Uh, but if you're bad last year and the pick doesn't work out, or you're bad two years ago and the picks don't work out, whether you're in the top three, mm. uh, it can make a big difference. So yeah. let me let me ask you guys this, because I, I, I know we've harped on Arizona a lot, but in a hypothetical world, mm-hmm. Chicago is, is going to be absolutely terrible. If the two big guys agree at some point to be traded to, to contending teams... Kane and Taves. How much worse is that team, and are they in contention for this number one pick? Could they... Could Chicago? They, could they, oh, yeah. could they leapfrog Arizona as the worst team in that division? Well, I think I think it's a dead heat. Yeah. <laughs> they they are they are going to be the two worst teams in the league. It's a yeah. dead heat. And then if if one of the others that we've talked about struggle, get hurt by injuries, uh key key depletions, don't get off to a good start, it can turn into it, to more. It, but 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 right now, like Arizona quite honestly, is gunning for Connor Bedard. Hmm. I don't think it's any secret where Chicago is aiming yeah. right now with, with their makeup. They've made over the broadcast booth. Uh, mm-hmm. Eddie Olchek's gone to Seattle. What a great uh, signing by the, the Kraken yeah. uh, in, in their booth. And they've made changes to the on-ice product and a new head coach. Hmm. Uh, Arizona's going to play in a 4,800-seat facility Mullet for, Arena. for four years. And I don't know whether that'll be a sellout every night. Because they're going to be, and Chicago may be wishing they were playing in a forty, eight hundred seat arena. And, and what's what's fascinating about all this, legitimately, is that there's no guarantee at no, number one no, overall. But if you win, mm-hmm. you're good again. No, oh, I'm I'm with you, hundred mm-hmm. percent. But it, it just it's 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 interesting, kind of that strategy behind it. Because we're going to look back at this season. I firmly believe this. When we watch Arizona and we see where the, those two teams, Arizona and Chicago, finish at the end of the at the end of the year, we're gonna say, "Oh boy, 
it's unfortunate that there's no guarantee that they go that they're going to get the number one overall pick because if there were teams that were desperately in need of it, it's going to be those two. Well, if whoever doesn't get it, yeah, <laughs> if it's between Arizona or Chicago, yeah, yeah. the other one's going forward again next year. That's that's the simple reality yeah, of it. You're gonna have to. Uh, we're gonna take a break. When we come back, it's one timers, news and notes from around the National Hockey League, bring you up to date with the happenings on the ice on the VGK Insider Show on Fox Sports Las Vegas. Maybe a two on one. Petrangelo gets it. He shoots. He scores. It's time for one timers. One timers. Shorthanded goal. Alex Petrangelo. Quick looks at some of the biggest stories of the day on the VGK Insider Show. You don't even have to have Dan Dubo on the program. He's on here more than anybody else anyway with all the intros. And Darren Millard along with Ryan Wallace and Chris Chapman, the man behind the intros, who's getting no grief today based on those. Solid job. Well done. Probably won't be saying that again. Uh, Marion Hosa, mm. it's been announced, his number will be retired by the Chicago Blackhawks in November, a game against the Pittsburgh Penguins. Kind of a neat honor. Yeah, it's, I mean, good for Marion Hosa. Uh, It makes sense. That's where he won all three of his Stanley Cups. So I get it. Good job. He's the first of the new era of the Mm -hmm. Chicago Blackhawks Mm -hmm. to have the number retired. The Chicago Blackhawks have eight retired numbers. Want to take a stab at any of them? Um, I, I'm not, if you don't want to, that's fine. But there's eight, so you, you probably could get a couple. Esposito. Chapman's perplexed. Tony O, yes. Yep. Ed Belfour. Wrong. Ooh. Ed Belfour. Um, um, I would say there's only one modern era player. Modern era player. Modern era ish. Chelios? No. Dang it! No, I'm not going to get it. I'm not going to pull it. No. All right, Denny Savard. Oh, is modern era ish. Ish. Others. Glenn Hall. Okay. Mister Goalie. One of that Barnes painted yet. He'd always show up late for camp, or they talk about his offseason. Training. Hmm. Ah, pain hmm. to the barn. Yeah. Uh, Pierre Pilot, Keith Magnuson, hmm. Stan Makita. Ah, oh, boy. Ah. I'm an idiot. All right. Based on that, makes me angry. That self proclaimed idiot comment yep. by Wallace. Yep. Can you name the eighth? No. I actually spent some time with this guy this summer. Did you? Yep. And his brother. Oh. His famous son was not there, but his oh, less infamous son oh, was. Bobby Hall. Bobby Hall. Yeah, yeah. yeah I, did, uh, I was at a golf tournament uh, that uh, the Bobby and Dennis were at. Bobby's number retired by you the would, Jets as well, correct? You would think I'd be much more versed on retired Chicago Blackhawk numbers than I are than I am. See, I'm disappointed because we talked about Marion Hosa and I was mm-hmm. expecting I was nope. looking at you and mm-hmm. I was expecting a joke. Not low hanging fruit. Oh. Not doing it. Ryan Ryan is a big fan of the reason why he retired from the NHL. Oh why? Why oh. are you a fan of that? I'm not a fan of it. Oh, you think it was 
manufactured. Funny business. I think there was a degree of meeting in the middle. Oh, really? Yeah. I don't, I don't think players do that. Really? Honestly, if, if you can play, I think the players are playing. Yeah. I, you, you get a finite amount of time to suit up. You won. And you want to keep playing. Your milestones, your uh, opportunities at championships, I don't think. Now, if you if you can't play mm-hmm. and you're going to be on the verge of being cut from the team, well, then there's a, a different story of, okay, I'll, I'll, I'll walk away. Sure. But like, James Neal played in the American Hockey League last year. Sure, yeah. James Neal has also not won a Stanley Cup. No, but likes likes to play. I, no. I, I don't buy into the fact that players get the nudge, nudge, wink, wink if they can if they can still play. Yeah. And, the, you know, it's just maybe I'm looking through rose-colored glasses. No, it's fine. It's one of those situations where Chapman should have just kept the mic off. <laughs> now it's awkward. I like to poke the bear. Andrew Hammond, remember him? The Hamburglar. Yeah. Uh, Jinx, you owe me a Coke. He was going ah. to the Florida Panthers camp on a PTO. Nice. Not not going to happen now. <laughs> no. He's, uh, he's been linked to uh, HC Tractor of the KHL. Mm-hmm. He uh, played 11 games last year in the National Hockey League, was, was back up. Mm-hmm. His first action at the NHL level since uh, 2018. But uh, he was famous because he went on that amazing streak with the Ottawa Senators. Uh, nicknamed the Hamburglar, and people would throw McDonald's product on the ice. Yeah. To, yeah. At one point <clears throat> during the celebration, there was a hamburger thrown on the ice, and Curtis Lazar, who mm. was playing for the Senators at the time, actually picked it up, unwrapped it, took a bite of it. It's a perfectly good hamburger. Yeah. Why wouldn't you? I'm a big fan. Now, if you have the hamburger, mm-hmm. do you guys order two? From McDonald's? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you got to get the, the double. I mean... There's it's it's barely a meal if you only get one. Yeah, you yeah. you, you gotta get gotta get a pair. I agree. Uh, other news to tell you about. Uh, by the way, that uh, that game is going to take place in November. The retirement of one Marion Hosa. Roman Polak has retired. Wow, big defenseman. I, yeah. not a household name, Mm-mm. but this guy played for a handful of teams mm-hmm. and uh, some some of them high profile teams. But he's going to be a scout for the Columbus Blue Jackets. He is a tough guy. Yeah, like tough as nails. I'm not talking like beats you up tough, mm-hmm. but just could take pain like you cannot believe. He, to me, like embodied what the old NHL was in the new NHL. Yeah. Right, like he was a throwback, and it wasn't fights. It wasn't that kind of play it was i'm a hockey player put me out there i'm gonna lay in front of every shot i'm gonna take every single hit that i can um tough as they come and and you know you respected that because it was it's not something that you see every day these days i played in toronto for a little bit finished up with the dallas stars Mm -hmm. tyler mott has signed a one-year Contract uh, worth uh, 1.3 with the Ottawa Senators. Mm-hmm. Yep. I played uh, last year with Vancouver, scored 15 points. Uh, this is uh, a depth signing. Give them uh, a little bit more. This they've been talking uh, about one more signing mm-hmm. with with Ottawa, trying to build up their uh, forward core a, a little bit. So uh, that's uh, that's the latest with Tyler Mott. Not earth shattering, but uh, again, it gives them uh, a little bit more depth. Yeah, I mean, I. 
it, it, you got to fill out your bottom six, and, and I like a lot of what the Ottawa Senators have done with their forward group. So a little bit more depth never hurt anybody. But listen, um, I, I will, since Chapman threw me under the bus on Marion Hosa, I will share with everybody uh, that Chapman believes this is the signing. This right here is what sends the Ottawa Senators over the edge and makes them a playoff team. So well done, Chapman. That was clearly sarcasm. I don't know. Was it? Didn't I give you guys like the eye roll at the end of it? I, I think so. Uh, I'm never usually looking in your, your direction. <laughs> Darren only responds when I text the group. <laughs> yeah. If you guys send me something, it doesn't then, read, then I know. I, oh, I, I put the laughing face. Oh, did you? Yes. No, sorry. I disagree. Uh, <laughs> uh, Vancouver's uh, an interesting... So Mott goes. Uh, yeah. And that's not to say that they, they made a mistake in Tyler Mott. It's, mm-hmm. it's mm-hmm. not going to be... Uh, a huge influencer, uh, whether he's there or uh, whether he's playing in Ottawa this year. But Vancouver has added uh, a lot of money to their payroll over the next couple of years. Yeah, Bo Horvat, they they still have to sign him, or they hope to sign him. Yeah, uh, Patrick Alvin is the general manager there. Uh-huh. He was he was very honest today mm-hmm. when talking about the salary cap and how much and how hard they tried to move salary out this summer. Yeah. And they basically couldn't get it done Be, uh, no on the, on the what what we've seen on the transactions. Yeah. And the it just gives you an idea of the Pacioretty and Coughlin move. Yeah. Didn't bring anything back on the ice or in the room. But that was a move that was very important and very difficult to do that, mm-hmm. that you uh, had to be able to do from Vegas. So uh, I know some people were, were not crazy about the return, uh, but that was good in the sense of being able to free up that money uh, for this year. Yeah. The, and difficult to do. It, it, sure. And I think a lot of it has to do with the fact that there are a lot of teams that are operating at or over the salary cap. And no. that's really the, 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 main factor in all this uh you see it with even still some unsigned free agents that that are having to take pto deals going into the season like in an ideal world i think that there are teams that would have liked to make some moves that would have liked to uh done some deals as as clearly it would sound like from from patrick alvin but like the fact of the matter is with vancouver they're gonna have to find a way to move some money out if they want to get bo horvat done yeah, they can get by this year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I mean, uh, after that, and and they've also got to improve their defense, like at the same time, right? Like they've they've got to find a way to move salary out to retain what they have up front, and also try to improve on the, the blue line. The Oliver Ekman Larson contract is just I an anchor. I agree, one hundred percent. Winnipeg Jets, uh, they, they're in a bit of a sticky spot. I like their team. Okay. I think they're going to be able to score. Mm-hmm. I think that that if somehow Connor Hellebuck uh, is to the level that we think he can be at or mm-hmm. in and around there, they're great in that department. Uh, but it's almost win now for the, for the Winnipeg Jets. When you're looking at what's coming up, uh, Pierre-Luc Dubois, they doesn't sound like they're going to get him done no, in a long-term contract. No. Uh, and he's he's up for uh, arbitration. Uh, they, can, they can get him for two more years, but then he's he's gone. He's much looking. A lot of people thought he'd be traded this year yeah. because he's been public. He's, he's going to explore yeah. the open market. Uh, Mark Shifley will be a UFA 
in 2024. Mm -hmm. First ever draft pick of the Winnipeg Jets 2.0. And Blake Wheeler and Connor Hellebuck are also scheduled to become UFAs in 2024. Shifley, Wheeler, Hellebuck, Mm -hmm. and Dubois. Those four players all in the next couple of years. I, uh, well... That's that. It spells it's, out win okay. now. It's it's win now mode, but if I'm looking ahead, I'm not. I'm not going back to the well with Mark Shifley. Like I let Mark Shifley go. Like we're talking about a 29 year old right now. He's going to hit 31. I I am a big fan of what he does offensively. There needs to be more layers to his game. He just doesn't have it, or at least hasn't done it yet. Maybe this year it changes. Maybe this year. Mark Shifley does a little bit more than just put points on the board. And if that happens, maybe the Jets are better and my opinion changes. But right now, I think I think, I think, I think the possibility I think, is there for him I th- to do it. I think you're right. Yeah. You've got two years right now, arguably, with those three players. See what you can do. Uh, I, the assumption from the tea leaves is Wheeler's going to take less of a role under mm-hmm. bonus. Mm-hmm. If Wheeler's got less of a role, Shifley becomes more of the guy yeah. with Kyle Connor and buys into that. Of those four players, though, Hellebuck, mm-hmm. Wheeler, Shifley, and Dubois, who, what's the order of the departure if there isn't a departure? Wheeler. Money's too too much. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Um, that that that. No, you know no, no, I'm sorry, I, I, mis- I misunderstood. Your I would question. I would yeah. say the same thing. Yeah. If not for the money, there's a strong yeah. belief that they tried to move him this summer. Yeah. But the money's too much. Thirty six years old at eight point one, yeah. not yeah. happening. Um, I would say Dubois. Yeah. Because that's that's what'll get you the most in return. The thing is, they're trying <laughs> hard to figure out a way to convince him to sign. <laughs> I don't think it's gonna happen. Yeah. And and like the other thing with and Dub- Montreal has to and, play ball there and, too. And and that's the thing. That's 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 what I was just gonna say. It's not to anywhere. Mm-hmm. It's to where Pierre Luc Dubois will sign a long term extension. Because if you're trying to move that player to a team that has no chance of signing him to a long term extension, it drives down what you're getting in return. Mm-hmm. Does it bother you at all that he wanted out of Columbus and now is willing to explore anywhere else? Does that bother you if you're Montreal? Or you've French Canadian coming home. This is a good. I mean, if that's where he's he going to want to like, get paid in Montreal. If, if that's where he wants to be, then to a degree, like go for it. But the 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 opportunity is always going to be there, and I think that there's there's kind of some caution you have to have with Pierre Luc Dubois, regardless of whether or not he's under contract. Like we've we've seen that he will just say, "No, I'm I'm, I'm good." I'm, His I'm dad going. used to coach the Manitoba Moose or. Mm-hmm. With the Manitoba Moose, mm-hmm. I don't know whether he still does or not. Uh-huh. But that's kind I, of odd, though. I I would be wary of long term contracts with him. Tell you what, wanting to play in Montreal, French Canadian, there's mm-hmm. nothing better. No, oh, yeah, except for the taxes. <laughs> I'm at a time in my life where I'm like, really taxes? I can't pay that. <laughs> I love Nevada. Yeah, this I is bet. this is this is awesome. It's great, but. Uh, but if, when you're making $5 million to, to those things, like uh, Dodonov mm-hmm. getting traded to to Montreal, yeah, like that's a huge grab out of his yeah. wallet. Yeah. 
Hmm. Uh, that's about it uh, for today. Those are your one-timers for this Wednesday, September hmm, on Fox Sports Las Vegas. When the guy wouldn't stop talking, we had no choice but to give him his own segment. It's time for Catching Up with Chapman. Oh, Christopher. Hi, Darren. So the Las Vegas Aces with a massive, massive victory last night over the Connecticut Sun. They move within one win of bringing Las Vegas a major pro sports championship. Now, I had seen a lot of people talking about this would be the first pro team in Las Vegas history to win a championship. That is not correct. Thanks to Paul Gutierrez at ESPN, sometimes joins the fellows on Raider Nation Radio. He says that they would not be the first professional team. The 1986 and 1988 Pacific Coast League Las Vegas Stars, who are now the Las Vegas Aviators, won two championships. The Silver Streaks, whoever they were, won a basketball title. There was a team hold, called... Hold the, on, hold on, hold You can't say a team won a professional championship. Well, they, they won in the World Basketball League in 1994. The Dust Devils, who played indoor soccer, thanks to Steve Karp for that one. They won a championship, and the Locos, who played in the UFL, which was a spring football league, they won multiple championships in 2009-2010, but... Where did they play? They played at Sandboy Stadium, but I, those are kind of like fringe. The PCL, obviously, is not a fringe thing. That's AAA baseball. That's That's a pretty good league, but the others, they're now defunct. They don't exist. I consider the WNBA to be a major professional sports league. I mean, they've been around for like 30 years, so the Aces, one went away. And they will it's get the top the, league. It is. It is mm-hmm. the, yeah. the the best women's professional the basketball league. The top league, right? The, the Major League Baseball, right? Uh, so the Aviator or the Aces, the highest professional women's basketball league in the world, they are one win away from winning a champion. And I guess they're going to get a parade down Las Vegas Boulevard if oh. they uh, if they bring it home. Did you just do that? Yeah. Did. did he just do that? Yeah, he did. I, I listen. Why, I'm just, why would he? Why would he do I that? Don't know. I'm just repeating what was no, said no, by. Don't, by don't in fairness, try to jinxes, do that. jinxes aren't real. Thank you. But in this in this instance, if it does come to be, you're you're the worst person in the world. <laughs> Asia Wilson's gonna come kick my butt. <laughs> she should. She. One hundred percent. They they have won every. Like postseason award. The, 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 stop, the, stop. The, it's You're so digging cool. yourself a hole. No. I don't believe in jinxes. Okay. I don't. Like well. the ghost thing, it's not a thing. But <laughs> I don't believe you should even say the word until it's done. Job's not done. I, I will I will throw a little more on the jinx. No team in WNBA history oh, has lost a series boy. after winning oh or after being up two to nothing in the final. Who's your favorite player? I like Asia Wilson. She's awesome. Yeah. I'm very, very, Plum. very good personality. They're, uh, they're the all great. Spunkiness of Plum, scrappy, and she, uh, the layups where she'll throw it up from anywhere. Yeah, uh, Chelsea Gray has been times phenomenal. Is, is questionable, but I like the uh, the scrappiness. Yeah, Chelsea Gray has been really, really good for them too. Oh my goodness! Like she might be the MVP of the of the I playoffs. Sat, I sat behind the hoop uh, in the last series. Yeah, and the the three pointers. I swear the ball barely gets ever gets over the hoop. <laughs> <laughs> and somehow it goes. You have to be right on mm-hmm. the money with with those shots. And every time, swish, straight down. That's awesome. That's my swish sound. Swish. swish. Do it again. Swish. <laughs> Where do the wipers on the bus go? Swish, swish, wow. swish. <laughs> what do the wheels do? Round and round. 
Why are we doing this? Why, I don't is, know. why is this a thing that's happening? Swish. Swish. By the way, speaking Swish. of the last series, Kia yep. Nurse, mm-hmm. related to Darnell Nurse, yep. plays for the uh, the Phoenix uh, Mercury. Okay, now, now you're just trying to show off. <laughs> <laughs> that had nothing to do with anything. Well, you you, you mentioned no, you were at no, the last series, so no, 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 don't go down that path. <laughs> you're just trying to show off and. To be a, a really good show off, yes. it has to have some relevance. It's it's well, not it is showing relevant. off. No, 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 it's not showing off. It's trying to deflect all that parade talk. <laughs> I don't think so. Unreal. <laughs> Will you go to the parade? Yeah, yeah, I think I would. You? <laughs> not a chance. I'll watch the parade. I'm not a parade guy. No? Huh? But I, I would imagine when they have the Formula One race here, you will go check out the The, the parade? Yes. You won't go check out the parade of cars when when they bring them out and they do them. Not a chance. Oh, it's awesome. Can I drive the car? I don't think. Maybe you know. Maybe you've got connections. Yeah, you've got connections. Maybe. Probably wouldn't fit in it. No, you'd be fine. NASCAR car, I could barely fit in. I think you'll be okay. Go through the doors. Can this? Why won't this door open? We'll talk to you tomorrow.